illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Wojtnik, he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heinrich Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heinrich Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host, head chef, planner, and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me, as always, from the Heinrich Tailgater Northern Command Outpost, the lead driver and director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beach. Beach, you're really not the lead driver anymore. I, I am the return driver. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do. Re- I am the return driver. I'm not. I'm not the. I'm not the the there. But I. I get her home. Yeah. True. You might take her to the dance, Billy, but I take her home. <laughs> all right. I get her all gussied up too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I gotta clean her up after you're done with her too. God, I don't know if I like this situation. <laughs> The purpose of illegal uh, participation is for us to spread our inside experiences and passion for the Oregon State Beavers with others, and just generally talk beaver sports, football, tailgating, and screw around a little bit every week. I would like to remind everyone, if you want to ask us a question, there's a couple ways of getting a hold of us. Uh, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com is the email. You can follow me on Twitter at HeinrichTailgator. Also, check out the Heinrich Tailgator on Facebook. You can also listen to us on your iPhone and Android device on the Stitcher Radio app or subscribe to us on iTunes. All right, Beach, you ready for a little yeah. Beaver sports news this week? Sure. What the hell? Let's go through this. All right, Beach, <laughs> up first is women's volleyball. The Oregon State volleyball team finished up their month-long road series with a three-set loss to number 15, Utah. Freshman Maddie Goings led the offense with 12 kills. The Beavers fell to 10-6 and six overall with the loss to the Utes and Owen four in the Pac-12. I feel like a repeat of last year. I know. Well, at least they're 10 and 6 overall. The Bees return home to host Cal after being on the road for over a month on Friday, October 6th at 7 p.m. Gets lonely on the road. Yes, it does. On to women's soccer. Sophomore Taylor Lemon 
scored for her first goal of the season, but the Oregon State women's soccer team was unable to get the upset of top-ranked team in the nation as number one UCLA took a 4-1 to win Sunday afternoon in L.A. The Beavs are now 3-6-2 overall, 0-3-0 in the Pac-12, and will return to Lorenz Field this week when they take on Washington on Thursday. And I believe Washington's ranked also. So like most sports, the regular season doesn't get any easier. I sure hope they're pretty. <laughs> now the men's soccer team, junior Don Cialo, took a throw-in from midfield early in the second half and sprinted down the field for his first score of the season for Oregon State as the men's soccer team on Sunday afternoon at Husky Soccer Stadium, but it wasn't enough as they lost to UW 2-1. to The Beavs are now 3-6-0 overall, 0-1-0 in the Pac-12, and will return home later this week on Wednesday, October 5th, to take on UCLA at Paul Lorenz Field. Now, this game will be broadcast live on the Pac-12 networks with kickoff set for 4 p.m. Hmm. Now it's time for the update for Greg, women's swimming. Ooh, I love it when Greg writes his updates. Well, he doesn't. I write it, but I just do it because I, of I, Greg. All right. Love it when Greg provides information so we can have some updates. Now coming down to the last event of the meet, Team Orange used the 400 free relay team of Ariana Latrari, Megan Lamb, Naomi Madrez, and Allie Kilroy to take home the top team score at the Osborne Aquatic Center on Friday in the annual Orange and Black meet. So is that like a uh, is that like a scrimmage? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, and means we were talking about it. You got to understand too, the Orange State saw, uh, swim team is a little bit hamstring because they only do uh, uh, swimming events. They don't do diving, and they don't have men. Really? Yeah. There's just a women's swimming team. So when they go to take on another women's team. They they don't do any diving events, so it immediately puts them back in the in standings because it's usually swimming they, and diving. But they still continue. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Wow didn't yep. didn't realize it was so so uh, didn't realize we were just half assing it. I mean, I'm a person who likes a full ass, not a half ass. Yeah, there you go. Like you like to make of yourself. And you can kiss mine. <laughs> Uh. All right, so what's up next, Billy? Well, I keep hearing that thing in the background. I can't believe you you haven't heard it yet. What is it? Oh, son of a bitch! There it is! (laughs) It's been going for like 10 seconds. Oh, my God. God, you know, these headphones, they're they're, they're like noise canceling. I can't hear anything outside of them. So the mic picks it up, but my ears can't hear anything. Hold on here. Hold on, I don't even know what the hell's going on. It's a long son of a bitch today. That's what she just said. keeps printing. Just keeps yeah, that's what she <laughs> says every night. Oh golly, what the hell? You know, I'm I'm I don't know what the Ooh, oh, hold on, Billy. I'm ready to rip it off. It's a oh, long yeah. one. Okay, Billy. <laughs> yes, Beach. This just in. Yes. Nike's Youth Basketball League has reportedly been hit with subpoenas in connection with the college basketball bribery scandal. I, I have heard this. Some Nike employees have been subpoenaed in connection to the college basketball bribery scandal. 
as the FBI announced the arrest of 10 people allegedly involved in a widespread college basketball bribery scandal on Tuesday. Investigators warned that the probe could grow as it dug down into the dark underbelly of college basketball. Now, several employees working with Nike's Elite Youth Basketball League have been hit with subpoenas by federal investigators, according to ESPN. Nike was not specifically named in the three complaints that were filed by the Department of Justice on Tuesday. However, Merle Code, a former Nike Youth League employee who is now affiliated with Adidas, I was told recently that we call it Adidas, but in Germany, they call it Adidas. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Uh, Was named as a defendant. Nike's Youth League is one of the most important places for high school-aged basketball players to strut their stuff for college coaches and scouts, and it's a major focus of recruiting for Division I basketball programs. Three of the four assistant coaches that were arrested on Tuesday are employees of schools with Nike sponsorships. Oklahoma State University, University of Southern California, and the University of Arizona. In a statement, a Nike spokesperson told Business Insider that the company firmly believes in compliance with laws and fair play in all sports. They added, there are no allegations against Nike in any complaints, and we are committed to cooperating with any government investigation into this matter. Jim Gatto, the director of global sports marketing for basketball at Adidas was also among the defendants. Gatto is accused of conspiring with coaches to pay high school athletes to play at universities sponsored by Adidas, Adidas, referred to as Company One in the case. Now, can we take this into uh, Cheaters and Whores? You want to do your Cheaters and Whores right now? I'd like to kind of roll it in. Okay, so uh, it is time for this week's Cheaters and Whores. So, Billy, I was looking through... The history of Oregon's basketball team. Yes. And so I just took it back 10 years. I figured that was a reasonable amount of time. So partially through the Ernie Kent era and then the Dana, uh, is it Dana Altman era? Correct. Okay. So in the 06 to 07 season, the record, and I just went to the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, did I do Pac-12 or no? I think I did. Yeah. How many games do they play typically in a year? I, I did overall. Oh, I did overall. Yeah, I did overall. So the overall from 06 to 07, 29 and 8. It's a good season. 18 to 14, or 18 14 the following season. 08 to 09, they were 8 and 23. 09 to 10, or to 09 to 10, 16, uh, uh, 16 and 16. 10 to 11, 21 and 18. 11 to 12, 24 and 10. 12 to 13, 28 and 9. 13 to 14, 24 and 10, 14 to 15, 26 and 10, 15 to 16, 31 and 7, and 16 to 17, 33 and 6. Uh-huh. Pretty good, huh? Yeah, not, not bad. Yeah. So I did a little bit more research on who they picked up this year. So let's look at U of O's recruiting class for the, the 2017 year. Okay. The Oregon Ducks... The Oregon Ducks put together a 2017 recruiting class via high school talent, but also turned to graduate transfers ranks to add a pair of immediate impact talents. Here's a look at Oregon's six-man class. We've got, let's see here, consensus five-star point forward Troy Brown Jr. was invited to the Nike Hoop Summit, McDonald's All-American Game, and the Jordan Brand Classic. The six-foot-seven, 250-pound prospect chose Oregon over offers from Arizona, Cal, Duke, Georgetown, Kansas, Louisville, Ohio State, Texas, Texas A&M, UCLA, and others, according to rivals. 
Rivals four-starred forward Abu Kigab chose Oregon over offers from Baylor, Cal, Illinois, Kansas, USC, Virginia, Tech, and others. The six foot seven hundred ninety five pound wing out of prolific prep academy in Napa, California, starred for Canada's U eighteen squad. I just felt like it was a great situation for a player such as myself. I felt really comfortable with the coaches and the environment they set and the tone, Kigab said. It's a really competitive place and the coaches won't try to change you. It's a great place. Maybe with a set of new shoes. Four-star combo guard VJ Bailey won the American Family Insurance High School Slam Dunk Contest. Measuring a 41.5-inch vertical leap and is rated the nation's number 87 prospect by ESPN. The six foot 375 prospect out of Austin, Texas, signed with Oregon over offers from Arkansas, Crichton, Indiana, Marquette, Missouri, Nebraska, Ohio State, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, USC, Wake Forest, and others. Top 100 national prospect Kenny Wooten was committed to Arizona State, but reopened recruitment and admitted Oregon played a huge role in that decision. The six foot eight, two hundred five pound forward committed to Oregon over offers from St. John's, UCLA, and others, and should help fill the Ducks' need for depth along the front line. Preseason Mountain West Player of the Year Elijah Brown, who is the son of Golden State Warriors assistant coach Mike Brown, chose Oregon over fellow finalists Gonzaga, Iowa State, Northwestern, and St. Mary's. Last season, he averaged 18.8 points, 5.2 rebounds, and 3.1 assists per game. While shooting just 37.9% from the floor and 33% from the three-point range. Illinois State graduate transfer Mikhail McIntosh uh, initially declared for the NBA draft, but removed his name and considered Gonzaga, Oklahoma, Oregon, and Oregon State his, semi- his finalists. He committed to Oregon in mid-June, providing the Ducks with a versatile playmaker to play the three or four uh, or three or stretch four. Last season, McIntosh averaged 12.5 points, 5.6 rebounds, 1.8 assists, and nearly a block and a steal per game, <laughs> while shooting 41% from the field, 34%, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> a lot of good talent they get, isn't it? Yes. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. Some could say maybe a little bit above average. I... Just saying it could be. It'll be interesting to see how the investigation un- unfolds. Yeah. But it is interesting that Nike people have been subpoenaed. Yeah. I, I think there's going to be a, another tennis shoe to drop, as it were, Yeah. on this whole thing. So, so I'm not saying that maybe there are cheaters and whores because of basketball, but they're definitely cheaters and whores. It's interesting. Yeah. Didn't they get in trouble for – what did their basketball team get in trouble for a couple of years back? Uh, didn't they get? Didn't they get a? Uh, what the hell was that, Billy? They got in trouble for. They got NCAA sanctions because weren't they like the only team ever to have sanctions in like three sports at the same time, or two? Or no, multiple investigations at the same time. What the um, hell was that? It it wasn't with the the rape thing. The only thing coming up is football violations. That came out a couple years ago, so I don't see anything about basketball. Weren't they under investigation for something, though? I uh, thought something was. Ooh, hold on. Oregon Ducks secondary violations include texting recruits' parents. That's in football. 
Oh, is that? Okay. I just see the alleged sexual assault. Yeah, that's the big one. Yeah. Um, here's one from or the Oregonian a couple days ago. Six foot seven, 195 pound wing, Brian Bowen, class of 2017, out of La Lumiere School in LaPorte, Indiana, had visited Oregon. The Ducks seemed to be high on his list, along with DePaul and Creighton. But his recruitment crept into the summer months, long after every other major high-profile prospect was off the board. By the time it was all said and done, Bowen enrolled at Louisville. Hmm. Yeah. So that's uh, money. $100,000 came into him. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Going to be an interesting uh, few months as this thing. Uh, well, we'll see if it gets any news attention, but uh, it'll yeah. be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah. My, you just think that when Nike's involved, how can Oregon not be far, far behind? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, if if the guy at Adidas was doing it who used to work over at Nike, makes you wonder if Nike maybe started it. But, it, no, it's becoming a very – between Nike and Adidas and Under Armour, it's becoming such a competitive market for those guys. Uh-huh. And what amazes me is how they're influencing these kids at the at 17, 18 years old. Oh, it's cash. I mean, my go- oh my God, it's nuts. Yeah, it's cash. So, alrighty, Beach. Well, it is time to go under further review for week number five in the Pac-12. After further review, the runner did cross the line. The Touchdown! Sweet. Okay. And before we get going here, let me get out the scorecard leading into last week. So leading into last week, you were in last place at 27 out of 41. I was in second place at 29 out of 41. And Kyle, I hate you, Kyle. Kyle was in first place at 30 out of 41. We'll see if we make up any... Uh, distance on each other this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first game, probably the most exciting game of the week, was on Friday, September 29th, USC at Washington State. Do you remember who you took? Yeah, I took uh, I took the uh, Cougs on this one, mainly for the fact that they were playing out there in Pullman, and I figured they'd have uh, refs doing their dirty work for them. Well, I too took Wazoo. Kyle, on the other hand, took USC. Well, Washington State quarterback Luke Falk threw for 340 yards and two TDs. Eric Powell kicked a 32-yard field goal with 104 left. And number 16, Washington State, beat number 5, USC, 30-27 on a wild Friday night. Now, it was the Cougs' first regular season win over a top-five team in 25 years. It was last done by Drew Bledsoe against Washington in a driving snowstorm. Wow. Yep, that was at the Apple Cup. Now, Falk finished 34 of 51 passing, while Jamal Moreau added 91 yards on six carries. Now, the duo combined to give the Cougs the lead early in the fourth, with Falk finding Moreau for a 23-yard TD on a shovel pass and run. The drive included a key third and six conversion early in the possession, and a fourth and three on Falk's pass to Kyle Sweet for 12 yards. It was an excellent game, Beach. Quick question, Billy. I'm reading your little dialogue here. Mm You wrote shovel pass. Now, shovel is, it pass. Supposed to be, is it a shovel pass or a shuffle pass? Shovel. Is it really a shovel pass? Yes. I always thought it was a shuffle pass. Uh, I believe it's a shovel pass, Beej. Hmm. I'll be doggone. 
Now you're looking it up, aren't you? I'm looking it up so I can tell you what it says here. Because the last thing you'd want to do is misinform our listeners. To throw a shovel pass, the quarterback palms the football and shovels the pass forward to the receiver, usually with a backhand, underhand, or a pushing motion. When design play calls for a quarterback to use a shovel pass forward to receiver, it is by definition also a screen pass. Wow. Yes, I will look up shuffle pass. So shuffle pass. They could be one and the same. Oh, here, here we go. Shuffle or shovel pass. Okay. Ooh, here's a whole like there's a whole like message board dedicated oh, yeah, to this conversation. And, or shuttle pass. Yeah, hook and lateral or hook and ladder. Shuttle pass. Yeah, they could be this different terms for the same thing. So here's the shuffle versus shuttle versus shovel. A shovel pass is a very short forward pass, usually to a receiver who's still in the offensive backfield and moving sideways. A shuttle pass is what happens when a dumbass quarterback is falling backward, but instead of trying to hang onto the ball, he launches it straight up in the air. Okay. So we had some massive we had some massive issues with our recording tonight. Uh, like Beej and I like to say, some big solar flares up there uh, where Beej was at. And so we missed out on some of the recording as we were trying to edit things in. But this one part I had to read was what we were just speaking about was the shovel pass versus shuttle pass versus shuffle pass. So a shovel pass is a very short forward pass, usually to a receiver who is still in the offensive backfield and moving sideways. Now, a shuttle pass is what happens when a dumbass quarterback is falling backwards, but instead of trying to hang onto the ball, he launches it straight up in the air like the flipping space shuttle, only to be caught by the defense. A shuffle pass is where a dumbass receiver is paying more attention to the music, doing dance steps to look cool instead of trying to catch the damn ball. So there you go. There's the difference between those three passes. But anyways, so it is now time for Beej's musical interlude of the week it's his pick and we have been trying to pick move uh, music from movies but with the announcement today that the classic rock star tom petty uh, had suffered a massive heart attack and was in a critical condition and i believe red has just recently passed away beige wanted to pick something from tom petty uh and so he did some looking and uh it, the only sh- soundtrack that Tom Petty really recorded for was the She's the One soundtrack. It wasn't many songs off there Beej liked. But he decided to pick um, a song from an album called Into the Great Wide Open. Now, in it, there's kind of a little mini movie that has Johnny Depp in it in the video. So I will stop there and you can listen to Beej explain the rest. Yeah, we don't know if he was without oxygen for too long or what the status is. Um, anyway, so I was trying to think if there was a song that Tom Petty is Jack Sparrow would be Johnny Depp. And he did almost a mini-movie uh, when it comes to the song Into the Great Wide Open. And the song itself is almost a mini-movie with the way it tells the story of uh, Eddie. 
So anyway, without further ado, and before my speaker goes to hell again, uh, here is Into the Great Wide Open by Tom Petty with a video starring Johnny Depp. So, Beach, we couldn't see the video, obviously, during that. Yeah. 
But uh, I give everybody a chance. Yeah, go go watch the video if you haven't seen it in a while. And yeah, it has that is has Johnny Depp in it. Good good call, Beach. A little bit of a stretch. Well, you know. Call. Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of Tom Petty. I actually have his uh, Tom Petty radio on XM saved as one of my favorites on my on my vehicle. And uh, as time has gone on, I really enjoy Tom Petty music. Yeah, I agree. So, though. I, I, if he does not make it through this, uh, it's going to be a terrible loss. The man continues to put out wonderful albums. Yeah, great music. Just got and done with the their. Uh, well, and he just got done with his uh, 40th anniversary tour with the Heartbreakers, which they said was going to be the last really big tour. Literally, just got done at the end of last month. All right. So, Beach, it is time to go for our Pac-12 Week 6 preview. I've got Kyle's picks loaded up here on the old computer box, and I'm ready to write things down. Sound like you just uh, cracked open a beer, too, while you were there. No, it was a text message I got. Okay. So, first up, Beach, Washington State at Arizona. No, excuse me. Start over here. Washington State at Oregon. What do you got? You know what? I am going to go. This is how I'm going to pick my team. Whoever's name has the later alphabet. Does that make sense? Sure. So W goes beyond O, so we're going to go with uh, Washington State. Okay. Kyle says, uh, how about that first half of the Beaver game, I take it? Anyways, Wazoo at Oregon. Wazoo, the big Apple Cup Coug is coming. So, yeah, um, I kind of agree with the Apple Cup Coug. Uh, I am, too, taking Wazoo. You know, Wazoo opened their season with five straight home games. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Wazoo. What the hell just happened? What? Oh, what? Dude, it's all you because my signal is strong over here. Well, I live in the freaking sticks, Billy. It's amazing I even have electricity and running water. I know. you got to speed those hamsters up. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Kyle said he's taking <laughs> or Wazoo. Or pull the gerbils out, one of the two. Ooh, what? Disgusting. Uh, I, uh, Kyle said he's taking Wazoo, and so am I. Okay. But, you know, Wazoo started the season with five straight home games. So now it's time to pay the Piper, and they're going to be playing a lot of games on the road mm-hmm. to finish the season. So, anyways, all right, so we're all taking Wazoo. Up next, Beach, Arizona at Colorado. Colorado. See, okay. Kyle said, uh, Buffs, get back to winning. I, too, am taking Colorado. Okay, next up, Stanford at Utah. Utah. Okay, Kyle's taking Utah. Or, Beach is taking Utah. Kyle said, I don't think I can count on either team. So, let's say Stanford. I'm going to take Utah. I, I don't know. I, I just Utah's played better, and it's at, and mm-hmm. it's at Utah. So, okay, mm-hmm. two games left. Cal at Washington. Washington. Okay. I too am taking UW. Kyle just says Washington. And last but not least, Beach, Oregon State at USC. So, with the one you're picking. If I, if I have to follow my own rules, I mean, I have to stay with it. I, I mean, I feel like I have to follow the rule and I have to pick USC. Why? 
the University of Southern California, but of that's Oregon not, State. That's not what they like to be called. Southern California? They like to call themselves SC. SC. Yeah, Southern Cal. Yeah, but S still comes after uh S still comes after uh O, doesn't it? Well, not in the reverse Polish notation. <laughs> okay, I'm a homer. I'm going to take Oregon State. Okay. <laughs> not a homo, a homer. Yeah. Okay, just clarify. Yeah. I like women. I love women. All right. I, too, am taking Oregon State. Kyle says, the trick to being a giant killer is that you have to be considered terribly undermatched. We got him right where we want him. Go Beavs. Now, you know this would be the 50th anniversary of the Giant Killers. Wouldn't that be a great... Uh... Wouldn't that be a great headline? Yes. And actually, why are USC has suffered some, some injuries as of late. They've really? Had, oh, they've got a lot of... Uh, of um, uh, offensive linemen that have been hurt. Mm. So they, they they are not without their own injuries. But we still have to wait and see. But they, they've got some injuries themselves to deal with. All right. So, Beach, there we go for the week. We'll see how it shakes out. All right. Well, the Beavs are playing down at USC this week, Beach. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will not be attending the game. No. But I plan on watching it. It's at 1 o'clock. Uh, but we have a kickoff time for next week's game against Colorado. What's the time, Billy? 1 p.m. We got a good old-fashioned 1 p.m. kickoff next week. So what are we going to do? Well, we have to talk about this because what are we going to do? Well, we're playing Colorado. Yep. 1 o'clock so kickoff, would be a good... which means we are we are going to Shut till down noon. by noon. Yeah. Yeah. So... What are you so thinking? What, uh, well, originally we were thinking build your own burritos or nachos bar. Mm-hmm. I like breakfast. I'm, I'm thinking breakfast might be the way to go. Okay. So what do we do? Uh, we could do, like, you know, we could uh, do a Denver omelet style thing. So instead of build your own burrito, build your own omelet? Well, it's not gonna be build your own omelet. I think in like the old egg casserole and stuff. Oh, so we're gonna kind of call it a Colorado omelet. Yeah, we'll call it a Colorado omelet. Yeah. So Colorado peppers and ham and cheese. Okay. And then we can do we can do uh, steak and uh, gravy again too. The steak fingers. Okay. That went over pretty well. Mm -hmm. Is there anything special you'd want to do for the game? I almost now. Are you gonna put uh, potatoes in the casserole? Yeah, you, you kind of have to because you gotta. Or I or I could do a uh, a frittata, which uses bread in it. I'd rather have the potatoes. Okay. Okay. So. So no, I'm okay. Uh, you know, I I don't know. Um, you know, one thing I really liked that we haven't done in a long time was those little mini pancakes. But that was my. That's what I liked. We could do some of those. I, I'd almost rather have those. We can do that. Yeah, mini pancakes and syrup. 
Instead of waffles? I'd almost rather have uh, Yeah. Yeah, instead of waffles. Okay. We, we can do that. put them in a warmer and get some warm syrup there, and people can make them such a little mini pancakes. We can do that. Yeah, I like that. Okay. I mean, I like waffles, but that means I'm jumping back and forth between waffles and deep frying. and It's a short tailgater. I'd like to relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's do that. If anybody yep. else has okay. suggestions, please send them to us. Yeah. We'll put it up on the on the Facebook page, too. Did you put it up there? Especially, yeah, especially if you think there's uh, anything that's worth the deep frying. If you have any yeah. ideas for new deep fried uh, goodness, let us know. Yeah. So please, uh, you know, put up put up a thing on the Facebook page, Beach. Okay. Saying uh, what we're thinking. And if anybody else has suggestions, please add them. Okay. Sound good? I will do that. All I'll right. probably do it tomorrow morning when it gets some attention. That sounds good. And we'll keep kind of putting it out there. Okay. Take take some requests or some possible requests. All right. Anything else, Beach? Oh, uh, just that I thought we had a great tailgater. It was a great tailgater. You know, I was telling somebody else, if the Beavs' outcome this season home were dependent on the success of our tailgaters, Beavs would be 3-0, and kicking ass, taking names. Totally, totally. It was a great tailgater. Yeah. A lot of fun. Put out a oh. lot of cheesesteaks, yeah. a lot of deep-fried stuff. I thought it was a great time. Yeah, Kelly and Paige came up. They had a great time. Oh, yeah. Paige had partied a little too much, and she, she had a reversal uh, the night of. Oh, did but, she uh, puke that night? Oh, she had a reversal, yeah, I guess. I, I, I wasn't there, but I guess it wasn't pretty. <laughs> was that how? Was that your house? Yeah, yeah, in, in the bed. I'm like, I, I slept through it. So here's the story. I, I slept through it, and I get up in the morning, and I'm like, why is the light on the hood of the oven on? And then I walked over to it, and I said, where in the hell is the light switch for the hood of the oven? So that took me about 10 minutes to find. And then that's when I talked to Kelly a little later, and she's like, yeah, we had a little bit of a problem last night. And she goes, I've already done laundry. So wow. anyway, yeah, yeah. That's wow. why you should mix churros and pixie sticks and M&Ms and a slice of cheese. Oh, I know. She was mowing those giant pixie stick things. Oh, my God, yeah. She was just – it was just sugar on top. Oh, and four – Root beers. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. You got to build yourself up to that level. You can't just start out and think you can can handle it. Yeah. You know, it's taken me many, many years to be able to swallow about two, two liters in a day. You know? That's nasty. Yeah. I didn't realize well, she ate that much garbage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But she Kelly was Warner, Kelly, Kelly, Yeah, she was help. And Kelly kept trying to tell her, you need to eat some protein. You need some protein. She wouldn't have it. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, alrighty. Well, are we done for the day, Billy? Well, yeah. I would like to thank everyone for listening to show number 97, Illegal Participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, there's a few ways to get in touch with us. Heinrich Tailgater at gmail.com. Of course, at Heinrich Tailgater on Twitter and the Heinrich Tailgater Facebook page. Beach, next week, we'll have show number 98. 98. We're getting closer and closer to that infamous 100. True. And we will uh, firm up our plans for the Colorado tailgate. Awesome. And Beach, let's hope beyond hope that the Beavs end their drought in LA against USC. We have not won a game on the road since 2014. Correct. And they have not won at USC. So if they break this one out this weekend, we're going to have a damn
time. Go Bees! Did uh, Kyle pick the song this week, or do I have to? You have to. Mm-hmm. What are you eating? So, um, I'm eating ramen. Oh, nice. You cooked? I boiled water. So you cooked? Mm. I boiled water. Oh, it's glad to hear you're cooking. That nah, ain't going to happen. <laughs> My thing was, I'm like, do I want pizza... I just debated on what the hell I wanted, and by the time I got home, I'm like, screw this shit. And I took a shower, 